Welcome back to the Club Official Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Patrick, and this episode is a special one because we have our first guest, Roman Sapat. Fuck, I messed it up. Jeez. <laughs> oh, jeez. You didn't even get to the hard part of it yet. It, it, it was a good beginning intro, though. I liked it. It was, yeah. Now, what really excites me about Roman is that he made it out of rural Pennsylvania to the city and he's building a career off his passion. I love to see that, especially since he's only 21. So Roman, talk to me about what exactly it is you do. Um, so I guess if, if I were to put a label on it, um, I'm primarily a photographer, um, but I like to kind of keep that open-ended and um, kind of lend myself to more of being just a perspective and a creative individual um, that's willing to lend that perspective to any, any medium that's fit for said project or, um, you know, what, whatever it is I'm trying to get across, um, except photography is, of course, you know, what I... And when I say you're a photographer, you're not just any photographer <laughs> or the average photographer. I mean, you have, what, 30,000? 35,000 followers on Instagram. Uh, I might. Yeah. That, you have like a pretty good base. Like that, that's really impressive. Oh, thank you, man. But, but also like the amount of work that we've seen on your Instagram uh, personally that you do, but also how you're involved in the scene in New York. It, it's really surprising to see someone your age make out of PA mm. and kind of plant the flag and be in this, that position, be with those people mm. uh, working and then trusting you and seeing that you do have a talent in that sense. Uh, I mean, I, I appreciate that so much, man. I mean, I, I definitely feel like I'm very much just entering that world. Um, I think that any relationships that I have at the moment are very much due to social media and you know, the internet allowing those relationships to be built just on the art. And, you know, it doesn't matter. It didn't matter where I lived, even though I'm from this extremely tiny town in Pennsylvania. Um, just the fact that myself and some other people on um, Instagram had this, this common interest and common bond, you know, I was lucky enough to meet some people and get in that circle kind of. Yeah, it's pretty common. Uh, when I saw your page and Andrew pointed it out to me, I was like, okay, this kid gets it. This kid's doing something that aren't, others aren't. But it also has the balls to get out of where he's grown up and go to the city, even though it's an hour away from where you live, I think. It, it's still such a massive playground uh, that it, it really humbles you. And I told Andrew the same thing with his TikTok uh, thing. I mean, he, he had a TikTok that went viral. Mm. And that was his first one, had like a couple million views. And I was like, dude, run with this. Yeah. And I don't think, Andrew, you have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. We're really just spitting flames at the beginning. No, not yet. I mean, it's direction. I think I just don't have the direction. I'm still trying to figure that out. So I haven't hit that part yet. I haven't found my rhythm. Except just to be clear, I live six hours from New York. Or like seven <laughs> even. But... Hour from Philly, right? Hour, hour from Pittsburgh. Hour from Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. I'm the Philly. I'm the yeah, Philly yeah. one here. Uh, okay. Got, okay. Sorry. Sorry. So wh where exactly is this in PA? Right off of Pittsburgh. 
Yeah, yeah. I live like nearly on the West Virginia border, like way over on the other side of PA. What was it? What was it like growing up there from like a creative perspective? Because I'm also from a small town, uh, Woolwich, Maine, which is like, I couldn't even tell you the population, but extremely low. And uh, yeah, I know that even in a small town, um, a lot of the times creativity is what you make of it. And like what, like, it doesn't matter if you're in a small town or a big city, you could be creative anywhere. Um, but like, what was that like growing up there from a creative standpoint, I guess? Um, well, I think that any creativity um, had to be very much taken upon myself. I, there was no, yeah, there was, th- this was not natural whatsoever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and that the, the only thing that was natural about it was like Instagram or, you know, things I found through the internet that kind of propelled me, just inspired me. Yeah. Not, except, yeah. um, yeah. Otherwise I've kind of throughout the years, just come to a point where I'm entirely pushing myself to do anything mm-hmm. creative when I'm home. Such whereas like when I'm in New York, there's there's energy and there's momentum um yeah. and i'm around people that kind of like you know we can draw off each other and right yeah there's that there's that momentum whereas but when mm-hmm. i'm here it's like it's very much propelled by whatever passions in me and sometimes that's greater than other times you know what i mean so you obviously like you have the change of pace too are you good so you have the change yeah. of pace too kind of going from small town to city when you were kind of looking of places to move Obviously, being from PA, the next biggest city outside of Pittsburgh or Philly was probably New York. But did you really look at anywhere else? I know a lot of uh, photographers kind of go out west more towards like Utah or like California and the San Diego area. Was there anywhere else like on your short list? Yeah. Um, so when I was when I was a kid and when I like first really got into photography, which was when I was about um, maybe like 13, 14, I had definitely kind of aspired to move out west and had always thought that I would do that um and then ended up actually going to Parsons for school um after just kind of looking for the right school to go to and that one seemed like the best fit so I went to Parsons for school and was only there for a semester um before I had had enough and then so that kind of planted the seed for New York um, and was able to make a couple friends while I was there. Um, and then, I mean, really, there wasn't much, like, I didn't move to New York because it's, like, the next closest city or, like, the big city that's close by or anything, you know? Um, I, I was just as willing, I think, to move to London as New York, even though it's so far away, it's certainly more convenient mm-hmm. for me to be in New York. Um, but it was, it was really just kind of all the, uh, um, all the stars kind of aligned and it, it, it felt as if I was supposed to be there. I just had like some convictions. Um, and yeah, it seems as things as if things kind of aligned for me to be there. And I just kind of trusted in that. I guess it was intuition, mostly. So being an, an immigrant, when you have that conversation with your parents and tell them, hey, I'm going to abandon the 
I'm going to abandon college. I'm going to abandon this like traditional path that so many people see. That was a tough conversation for me to have when I said, hey, I graduated with a poli-sci degree, but I don't want to go to law school. I know my parents were like, well, mm. you might as well just be a plumber at this point. You might as well have been a plumber for the last four years. Was that a difficult conversation to have with your parents to say, hey, I'm dropping out of Parsons, which is I mean, one of the more prestigious art schools on the East Coast, at least? Um, I mean, yeah, it was definitely difficult. Um, so basically, throughout high school, I had had intentions to not go to school. I um, had just kind of decided that that was the route that I should take. And so they kind of knew that I was wary going into it, um, even though we definitely had our fair share of conflict even before I decided to go. And I kind of decided to go just like seeking the most um, kind of knowledge possible and thought that, you know, in like my senior year of high school, um, I kind of had a change of heart and thought, well, I want to be know as much as possible about my craft. So I guess I'll go to school. And, um, but then I, I had kept, uh, I had kept them updated from the start. And so that made things a little bit easier for sure. They knew that like my wariness about it was slowly growing and, and ultimately I guess, um, they knew that I was going to follow my heart no matter what. And they were gracious, gracious enough to allow me to move back in with them for a while after I dropped out. Um, but I think, you know, the, the, the way our relationship is at this point is um, they know that I'm going to do what I feel. And, 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 and really even cause I'm, I'm a person of faith. I, I believe in, I believe in Jesus and, um, so I try to trust God in, in every step through my life. And, you know, I, I certainly take, I put, I put him in a position of authority over pretty much what anybody is telling me or, um, you know, can convince me of. So they, they kind of know that as well and, you know, have come to terms with that. So, so you're in New York you just dropped out <laughs> what was going through your mind like what now um well hmm. i definitely would have ideally well you know what i i had already had plans to make some sort of um body of work and publish that um which I was able to do maybe like a year after when I dropped out. Um, and that was kind of one of the biggest goals. Other than that, I don't think I had much of a plan. Um, you know, I just, I knew I had to figure something else out. I guess that was it. Was that like, I imagine that being a quite a feeling of the no plan, honestly, though, because it's kind of like you go from, I feel like a bit more of like a regimented routine and like you you sort of mm -hmm. know what you're doing on a day to day to then everything opens up essentially. Right. Was that kind of like a, a big moment or was it just sort of like you were just, it was going through, that's what you wanted mm -hmm. to do. So you were doing it. You know what? Uh, at the point when I dropped out, I 
was so convinced that like New York just wasn't the place for me and that yeah. I had to be somewhere slower and with less people, etc. Um, and so when I came home, I was just very happy to be home and, uh, or not even to be home, but just to be back in this setting. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I was, I was just more, more kind of grateful to be out of the situation, um, that I just wasn't comfortable in, you know, mm -hmm. than anything. And so that was kind of like what the first period of time after when I dropped out was, was just being grateful and just spending time with family. Um, relieving i bet a little bit yeah yeah honestly. yeah yeah um and having time to work on things again because like i had i'd been pursuing personal work since like i said since i was 14 or 15 or something and then i went mm -hmm. to school and i literally didn't have any time for it mm -hmm. um and you know obviously the average uh you know first year college student um would wouldn't really have that position where they're used to making their own work. Um, mm -hmm. and so that's not necessarily a problem normally, except it was, it was very nice to just be able to focus on that again. Yeah. I mean, I, I can probably relate to that too. Like in the sense that like I'm in college right now and it's like, yeah. you're almost, you're shepherd through your day-to-day -day life. You're going to be yeah. in this class at this time. You're going to be doing this work at this time. And when you kind of take a step back or you step out of it, your schedule opens up and you finally have time to do things that you're passionate about. So like yeah. on that same sense though, I mean, even with me, cause by the time I get out of my classes, the things I actually have a passion for, I'm too, I'm too mentally drained to actually pursue. So being yeah. that you kind of wake up every morning and you have that day to decide whatever you're going to do, like what does like your daily kind of schedule look like? And like, do you think like you have any problems like throughout the day or like do you ever lack motivation? Um, and you're saying right now? Yeah, kind of just like, what is a typical day? I mean, granted, we're still in the pandemic, but like, let's say pre-pandemic, what would a typical day look like for Roman? Ooh, all right. So my life is definitely rapidly changing right now. Um, you know, just having moved to New York a few months ago. Um, and so pre-pandemic life was pretty different than life right now. Pre-pandemic life was... Um, I worked at a coffee shop and so I was there a few days a week and then, um, back when I had sold the book, I was, I spent like weeks on end, just like packaging a book and shipping mm -hmm. it out. Um, and that was at the very beginning of the pandemic, um, or like, yeah, like literally right at the beginning. So that's kind of the most recent. Um, mm -hmm. and then nowadays, routine is uh not as relevant right now unfortunately i like to i definitely like to keep um a balance between kind of routine and spontaneity you know what i mean um and i just because like i just kind of feel like everyone should have that kind of in order to in order to live the most inspired life honestly i feel like you need um a certain level of routine in order to be able to break that routine from time to time and yeah. find inspiration through that because you know that's how inspiration comes um what, what do you mean you sold the book so i made i made i don't even know if i want to call it a book it was it was a project um i don't know if you want to call it a zine or whatnot but it was 
um, something that I put together from the previous summer, just of photographs, um, kind of describing my current situation really in a lot of ways at that time and describing, um, the, just some of the elements that I'd grown up in and that influenced me. Um, and then, yeah, I was able to make a little project out of it. And so that made a little addition of like 500, I think. And, mm-hmm. you know, honestly, glory to God, I sold that in like a few days, which I was not expecting whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And so for- How did you sell it? Just through my website. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, gratefully, I can sell things through my website. Didn't even know that was even yeah. a possibility. But, yeah. And also getting to uh to mix in a, about what you were saying about the routine and um the like the trying to balance college also and your own personal uh passions and like creative sides. I always find that like just from I've had friends and that I went to college with that dropped out like same around freshman year that are like doing great loving life because they have that time like one of my friends is a skateboard maker in florida that i went to school with and he dropped out freshman year to do that and he just makes skateboards and builds like teak stuff on sailboats now and is loving it and i think that there is a great like college can be great for like it's great because if you don't know what you're doing it can push you in the right direction and stuff like that but i often find that creative people in college it's almost more valuable for them to have that time to be able to pursue that creative passion that they have. Because otherwise, mm-hmm. I think it's the kind of thing that you might look back if you don't and be like, I wonder what would have happened if, you know, what if yeah. it's a what if scenario, which can be tricky, but yeah, I definitely see, see what you're, what you're saying with that. And I feel like I've seen that even with some of my own friends. I mean, I feel like kind of, in either taking the college route or taking the route of pursuing individually your your craft and whatnot and kind of j- yeah. jumping straight into a an industry or what have you mm-hmm. i feel like you you learn a similar amount um mm-hmm. i just think maybe the things that you learn from taking it upon yourself and um having actual consequences when you yeah. don't know something is maybe mm-hmm. more impactful and kind of makes you uh, reflect and just think upon the things that you're learning more. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. That really might be the key because I, in the same sense, like you said, where you actually have consequences for not knowing, let's say your craft. Like again, yeah. for example, I go to Latin class. I'm probably, most likely, I'm never going to speak Latin in my whole life. <laughs> but if I, if, I could, if I go to Latin class and I do bad on a quiz, there's really no consequence other than a low grade. Yeah, Whereas right. when you kind of, when you go about your, your daily life, you're, you're, you're not just, there's not just consequences, but you actually learn applicable stuff to what you do with your daily life. So maybe even like, does your, does your work for leisure versus your work for commission, does it feel different to you? Or does it feel the same? Um... I mean, I would, I would have to say there's definitely elements of both. Um, when I do 
work, I, I don't even want to say for leisure necessarily, but when I do personal work, I'll have, nowadays at least, I'll have a goal in making the photographs that I'm making in order uh-huh. to get something across. Um, and, you know, so the, so the big difference is that the goal is given to me when I do commissioned work, um, which really isn't even super often at the moment. I would like to do more, but um, yeah, the, the goal is just given to me rather than something that I was inspired to make. Um, except I definitely think that aesthetically and um, just the approach, I want to be very similar. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and that it, all the work can kind of be in the same place and like live in the same places, et cetera. Uh, and it's, it's all coming from the same individual in the same mind, et cetera. I want people to realize that. Yeah. And how, and going off of that, how have you seen, like, obviously social media is a massive powerhouse of me, of being able to get across different projects and different, um, mediums of work right now how have you seen like like I guess first off do you like like being the Instagram game and like having that having that be a place to be able to store your work and show your work and how has that affected your career Hmm. uh I mean to be honest at this point I try to be as unintentional about it as possible yeah and just I mean the the relationship with Instagram that I'm kind of trying to work into is one where I know that it exists and I know that I have the ability to express something on there at any time if I want or Mm -hmm. you know post something that people will see or or go to it just for inspiration but I'm trying to certainly um, completely unattach it from my life in a way that it's, it's no longer habitual at all for me to mm-hmm. like have it be a part of my everyday and whatnot. Um, yeah, except, except I, I like it as a way to just express things from time to time. And, um, if it, if it comes naturally, then I'm completely willing to partake in it, except I don't, I'm not trying to like have a strategy in doing anything. You know? Yeah. I, yeah. I guess, I guess the key word there too is like naturally because you kind of use the word, like you go there, you can go there for expression, but you can also go there for inspiration. Do you feel, yep. I mean, let's say, let's try to kind of, I guess, shrink this down a little bit. Do you think people more in your age range usually go to Instagram for expression or do you think they're going there for inspiration? Um, I mean, to be honest, for the average person, I don't think it's typically either of those things. I'm not. Interesting. I, I'm no, pretty, no, yeah. I'm certainly like kind of out of touch with like uh, just like what norms are sometimes. But uh, yeah, like I said, I think it's very habitual at this point. And I think it's very much just a part of us and something that we turn to many times in order to take the place of probably a more healthy habit right mm-hmm. um but i i mean of course there's there's going to be little spurts of inspiration that come with that even though it is habitual or whatnot but 
I don't think that it's typically that uh, intentionally like motivated, you know? No, for sure. And you like, I guess kind of just kind of the prod of that one more time. Like, do you think overall, do you think it's making people more or less creative? Hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's just kind of dumbing down creativity, I think. Okay. okay I that's kind say, of how I feel too. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it might, I think people are definitely making more stuff as a result of it. Mm-hmm. Um, except because we're fed these so many images and, you know, so many aesthetics that, and there's, there's very much trends on social media. Um, even if we go to create something original, um, we just inevitably have these, these images yeah. or these, you know, They're moments so it's, it's, too. it's kind of dumbing down genuinity and like originality, I think, but probably, probably, you know, it's producing more art. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting it is, too. I mean, I, go ahead, Clayton. I was just going to say, it's also like when you think about it from, um, and from an artist's standpoint, it's like, I feel like on Instagram specifically, there's so much noise all the time, just in the, in what you were saying, like there is so much more creation now, especially mm-hmm. on Instagram that from an artist standpoint, I feel like it also like, while it can make it easier for artists to get their stuff out there to people that they wouldn't be able to in a gallery or something like that, it also mm-hmm. has made so much more noise around people that it like, it could also have made it much harder for people to actually make it as yeah. artists because there's 30 other accounts that are doing very similar things or something and for all we know yeah. like it, they could have been copying the first person but I, so it's kind it of becomes a harder. i was gonna i was gonna mention that exactly yeah yeah the how many artists or photographers you name it, any sort of art have i seen on instagram that follow our page and have less than a thousand followers yeah now granted many of them i think do it for passion so they don't care about like growing but if you're on instagram the the number that signifies growth is follower count so you kind of care about it you kind of want to track it especially if you're growing reaching more people mm-hmm. but you know what i think i think that's also part of it like the 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 double-edged sword of that is that the follower count really shouldn't matter like i think the beauty of my mom's instagram account for example is she just posts stuff that she likes like if she yeah. sees yeah. a flower yeah. she'll take a picture of that flower and post it Nobody that cares about followers will see something that they just see as beautiful. They won't post that unless they think it's going to get the results that they're looking for. And I think it's hard on Instagram because, um, like Roman said, we're being show, we're having to process so much information and have to process so many images so quickly just through a scroll. It's hard to see the value of what that post meant to the individual that posted it. They don't yeah, see the work. Definitely. They don't see the work that went in behind it and the impact yeah. that it had. I'm certainly an advocate for unfollowing as many people as possible to just like, so when I, when I scroll through my Instagram feed, cause I do use Instagram, uh, on, on a daily basis, like hopefully if I'm successful, just like once or twice a day. But like mm-hmm. when I scroll through my Instagram feed, I reach the bottom in a matter of like, a matter of minutes it doesn't take long you know except mm-hmm. i'm actually able to stop at each post along the way and think about them and you can actually obviously... you absorb them 
you don't just quickly see them hit a like and keep going as quick as you can. If I'm successful at, uh... <laughs> but yeah. am I wrong to say they're actually they're accounts that you really care about? Yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely. And I mean, obviously, that's one of the best things about what you guys are doing. Like, I think the only account in my feed that is comparable to what you guys do is Rick Rubin. Whereas, yes. I don't know if any yes. of you guys have seen his Instagram, but he just posts like <laughs> his own quotes. And you yeah. guys, you guys have similar effects on me while I'm scrolling through. They definitely make me stop and think for a moment. I don't know if we're at that level, but we'll take the compliment. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, but definitely. So I guess kind of just overall, like I'm just going through these topics of like social media, kind of your personal life and like being a creative, like I think anybody that says that where they know where they're going to be in five years, I think they're lying. But mm-hmm, kind definitely. of, where does Roman see himself kind of long-term? And I don't mean in a, in a time frame, but kind of what are these goals that you're working towards right now that you would like to see yourself hit in the near future? Hmm. And that future can be 30 days from now or that future can be 30 years from now. Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely like can't speak on this in terms that are the slightest bit concrete, but um, I... I mean, I don't even know if I'll be like, I don't think I'll pursue photography throughout my whole life or anything. Like, huh. it's it's possible. I'm not completely sure. Except I definitely have interests in other realms of art and design um, that I plan on taking up eventually. And um, I, I have other convictions too about just like, for example, like the church and as as a person who um, partakes in a quote unquote religion, um, I, you know, I have I have like these heavy convictions about how traditional the Christian church is and stuff. Um, and so, like, I think eventually down the line, I might just give myself give my life to that for a while, you know, and I don't know if that's in five years or in like 50 years. Um, except, yeah, all, all I'm saying is there's certainly other paths that I think I'll, I'll lend myself to for periods of time, you know, I don't think but it's be- going to be photography. It's beautiful too, though, that you almost, it goes to show that you kind of really did make the right choice by saying after that semester of college, Hey, this isn't for me because so many people make that decision. They're going to stick it out for those four years to go on such a specific path. And yeah. then end up with, let's say, $200,000 in debt and working that nine to five just to whittle away at that amount until they can finally Definitely. pay it off and then do something they're passionate about. But by that yeah. time, they're 60 or 70. So it's really, it really is just about kind of taking, seizing, as, as cliche as it is, kind of seizing the moment and really going out there and doing what you're passionate about. I think even like at this point, my photography is becoming rooted in just a love for life if i mean that sounds cheesy but like a love for life and like honestly a respect for just the like divine wisdom of god's creation and what life is at at this point like i think that's just one of the the greatest things about photography for me is i get to mm, in in whatever ways i want to kind of capture that essence or just like entertain those ideas 
I'm able to through a photograph, but mm -hmm. like in saying that I'm, I'm trying to get across that, uh, photography is just a medium. It's like, it's just a, a tiny tool in, you know, and what I feel that my purpose is and like all that I have to offer while I'm here. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's definitely just just a tool that I have at the moment that I'm that I'm blessed to have, honestly. No, it's funny too. Just kind of like because I've looked through your Instagram quite a few times, and that's almost what makes your move to New York so interesting. Is that you're kind of speaking kind of just about the love for simple things? Because I look yeah. at so many of your photos, and it could even just be like a row of power lines or a seat, and just the way the sun's kind of hitting a table or a chair. And there's like yeah. it's that kind of it really just goes back to that conversation again, that we move so fast in today's society and we really just don't take time to stop, breathe and appreciate life for what it is and how fast it does move. Mm -hmm. And again, that's the beauty of the hometowns, the small Pennsylvania exactly. hometowns. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like a reset every time I come out here. No, for sure. Yeah. And it is, it is like, Definitely just also growing up in a small hometown. It is so nice. Like I, when I was in college, I went to school in uh, St. Petersburg, Florida. And wow, did I value coming back to those, the small town for exactly what you just said. It really feels like a recharge and a, you just feel grounded again, kind of, if that makes sense. Yeah. But I mean, like I was talking about the momentum of a big city earlier. Um, I, I just think it's important to break that momentum and break that like inevitable system that you're in, you know what I mean? Um, from time to time. And like, you know, I think that's where like breakthrough and, uh, yeah, inspiration that can kind of lead you onto a new chapter comes from is from breaking up the sections, you know what I mean? Yep. So, yeah, for sure. So Robin, what are you up to? in the next couple of months, any specific projects you're working on, anything big you're getting set up? Hmm. I have a bunch of photographs from last summer um, that kind of have formed some kind of body of work that I think I might uh, sell as like just one-off prints because I recently began printing all of my work in the dark room and I can can no longer uh, sell like digital prints, or at least I shouldn't say that. But I can. Uh, let me let me restart that real quick. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I recently started uh, printing my work in a dark room, and it, it it makes a lot more sense now to sell these dark room prints that are. Um, the original copy of of what i've made and so i think i'm gonna sell just like a bunch of one-off prints here in the near future mm -hmm. and that's the uh that's the the work that i'm giving myself to at the moment and then um throughout this summer and whatnot i i think i i think i want to make like a major body of work or at least begin in that process um and i guess i don't necessarily want to get in too deeply to those ideas mm -hmm. that are behind that work just because um, they're very much in the process at the moment mm -hmm. and maybe I don't want to create any expectations but yeah 